hey, hey, it is May, and that means that I am celebrating mom's big time over here at Mama Simpatico. Because Mother's Day is this month, I want to offer free mom life check-ins to both village members and non-village members. So if you could use a little live virtual support, connection, laughter, a place to shed a tear, or just to spend an hour with moms who get it, come hang out with me and fellow mamas. Head on over to mamasimpatico.com backslash momlifechecken, all one word, no hyphens, to sign up. I hope to see you there. Welcome to Mom School, where I help busy and stressed moms like you create a more joyful, balanced, and fulfilling mom life journey. My name is Lacey Newton, and as a mom of two and creator of Mama Simpatico, I understand the challenges of motherhood all too well. And through my own journey of discovery, I've learned the power of mindfulness in helping me move from surviving to thriving. I want to help you intentionally create a mom life that feels good and is aligned with who you are and who you are becoming. So join me on this journey to raise the tide of happiness and mom life for all of us mamas. Now, let's dive into today's episode. What do you do that is just for you? Is there something that you do every single day for yourself? I'm guessing that as a busy mom, you were maybe thinking that you brush your teeth or something like that. And while we could probably argue that many things we do throughout our day are just for us, most of them probably fall into a gray area of kind of being about someone else too. Maybe you exercise or eat well. Sure, it's good for our health, but the messaging from our culture makes the motivations sometimes mixed up with standards of beauty. Maybe you're in the job that you worked so hard for and work feels like it's just for you. But even that gets murky when we realize that the way that we do our job is largely based on what others want or expect, even when we work for ourselves. Maybe you've curated a beautiful home or garden, but have these underlying feelings that you hope people notice when you post photos on IG. And there is nothing wrong with having a mixed set of motivations for doing something, unless you say it's problematic in some way. Mindfulness simply invites us to know these motivations. And by seeing our mixed motivations clearly, we might begin to see there is very little we actually do on a regular basis to simply fill our cups or show up for ourselves. This episode marks the beginning of a new month course here at Mom School, and I am really excited about bringing you this course. The course this month is called Managing Mom Life with Mindfulness. We will be discussing and practicing the elements of mindfulness that, when we have them in place, will help us feel more joy, more like ourselves, and make managing mom life a whole lot easier. If you are new to mindfulness, this is an excellent entry point. If you are experienced with mindfulness, this course will give you some new perspectives from which to see how mindfulness can be cultivated in your life. I will use the acronym SHINE, S-H-I-N-E, to help us remember the elements of living mindfully in mom life. S stands for sit, H stands for habits, I is for inner wisdom, N is for neighbor, and E is for education. Don't worry if you forgot those already. We will be revisiting them, and by the end of this course, you'll have it down. We will deep dive into one element each week 
of this course. And though I'll be presenting this information in the order of spelling shine, I want to make a special note that your journey into learning mindfulness and cultivating it in your life may begin with any of the elements. Your path to integrating mindfulness is uniquely yours, and whichever element resonates with you the most will be the place to start. As you continue on your path, you may experience an inner desire to cultivate another, and this is the cue to follow it and explore that element in your life. This was true for my path, and I see it unfold this way for members of the village as well. Today, we will talk about the S in shine, which stands for sit and represents the element of a formal mindfulness practice like meditation. I'll also address the elephant in the room here, which is why would a busy and stressed out mom want to cultivate a formal practice? Maybe you're wondering what a formal practice even is. It's all good. I've got you. Just hang in here with me. So one day I was walking up the hill at a campus I was working at when I first felt it, or maybe I should say heard it. It was as if this deep knowing of the right thing to do just like bubbled up to the surface within me. It said, just try sitting. I knew it was inspired by my current audiobooks, of which I had plenty of time to listen to during my one and a half hours of commuting between home and daycare and work and back again each day. The books were Buddha Walks Into a Bar and Buddha Walks Into an Office, in which the author Lodro Rinsler interprets sage Buddhist wisdom and psychology into easy-to-understand teachings in modern-day language and with modern applications. I hadn't heard anything like it, and it just felt like he was teaching healthy psychology for the situations I found myself struggling in. Well, all except becoming a new mother, but I could see how I could apply his teachings to my life. I now know that that voice I heard that sunny day, that calling, was my inner wisdom. I had been trying to implement everything from Lodro's books in a cognitive way, I was playing with my thoughts and making connections to the stories in the book, yet there was something that I had yet to do, meditate, which was a thread woven through the narratives and tools discussed in the book. At the time, I was so busy, I easily rationalized that I didn't have time to meditate. I had reluctantly returned to work from maternity leave a few weeks earlier and was having a hard time in so many ways. I was desperately missing the nine hours of time I no longer had with my baby girl five days a week, and I was more tired than I had ever been. I was hungry, literally hungry, because I had taken so much out of my diet to ensure my milk supply was not causing my baby's colic, that I had limited food options, and those options took time and energy to make, both of which I had none. And I was confused by work dynamics, and due to my low milk supply, I pumped in the car while I was commuting to work, and pumped in my car during my lunch break. And when I got home with my baby girl, finally, it felt like a whirlwind of dinner and bath and night chores and finally intervals of sleep so I could wake up in the middle of the night to nurse. Yet despite all of that, I did try sitting. I sat for five minutes before I woke up my baby to begin our long day. And though my meditation practice has shifted in focus and length over the years, I still lean on it almost every single day. So while I can describe the many research-based benefits of having a formal meditation practice, 
And there is an impressive and growing list of these. The most important reason I have to offer you to sit is the answer to the question related to why should a busy, stressed out mom who doesn't have time to blow her nose need a formal meditation practice? And here's the answer. Meditation is just for you. A formal meditation practice offers you a way to show up for yourself regularly. My meditation practice began my first year of mom life. And looking back, I almost can't believe it because I was so crazy busy. But then again, I can believe it when I stopped to consider it was the only thing I did each day that was just for me. Before having a baby, I used to paint and go to 90-minute yoga classes, go on long hikes and day trips with my husband, go to happy hours, watch Netflix, all for me. Then this time as a new mom, those things took so much time and I wanted to spend most of my non-working time with my baby. I gave myself these five minutes. I timed it early in the morning. I gave myself something before I spent the rest of my waking hours taking care of my responsibilities. It was a gift to myself. So I'll encourage you to consider a meditation practice or some kind of a formal mindfulness practice, a gift to yourself. Now, if you are listening to this word meditation and seeing visions of childless people sitting with knotted legs for hours on end and freaking out that you don't have time to wash your hair, let alone sit in a meditation cushion and meditate, I want to reassure you that I see that. I know I've been there. And before I go into teaching you about formal practice, I want to reassure you with this one idea. You can think flexibly about your formal practice. What does this mean? Well, it means that you get to make it work for you. The logistics of how it fits into your life and what you choose to do, how you sit, are up to you. So as I continue and I offer you a definition of a formal practice and what you do during it, remember I am simply a guide, a teacher equipping you with ideas and tools for you to use the best way you see fit. This is your journey, and what is offered here are tools, guidebooks, and maps to assist you as you travel along your path. A formal mindfulness practice is something that you set up on a schedule and create a routine around, like brushing your teeth. It just becomes something you do because it's something just for you, or maybe you'll have a different reason. Meditation is a type of a formal mindfulness practice. Formal mindfulness practices might also take other forms like journaling, yoga, washing the dishes, or brushing your teeth. And for the purposes of this monthly course, I'll focus on meditation as a formal mindfulness practice. Okay, let's go over some of the basics of meditation. First, it's helpful to decide upon certain parts of the practice before you begin and to keep them consistent so that you don't have to figure it out every time. Us moms have too many decisions to make each day. Let's make this meditation plan once and try it out for a while to cut down on daily decisions. You'll first want to figure out a place to meditate. This might be on the floor next to your bed like me. It might be in your closet or it could even be in your car. What is important is to pick a fairly comfortable place that gives you the most chance to be free of distraction. Next, you'll want to think of the position or posture that you'll try first. I have evolved over the years to sitting on a meditation cushion with my knees and legs on either side of the cushion. 
When I sit cross-legged, my legs fall asleep. I have also meditated lying down. Some people meditate in chairs. There is a lot of flexibility here, and the only guidance I'll offer is that you are reasonably comfortable and your spine is fairly straight. The straight spine helps with your body's ability to breathe naturally. If it's cold, you can have a blanket. If you're extra tired, you may even consider a more upright position so you don't fall asleep. Now time. With time, you'll need to consider both the duration of your practice and the time of day or where it fits into your routine. Pick a time to meditate that feels like it can be consistent for you, like right after you brush your teeth or before you get into bed or on your lunch break. As far as duration, how long you want to do this, You'll want to go into your practice knowing how long you will meditate. Start with a length that is 100% manageable, maybe one, three, or five minutes. Build up your success and your stamina over time. And though one minute of daily meditation might not seem like a lot, I'm going to go back to that idea that this is about giving yourself a gift. If one minute is all that is reasonable right now, great, do that. And when you do it, remind yourself this is time for you. Then watch and see if giving yourself this minute has an impact on you after a week or two. Then when your inner knowing says you're ready, add a few minutes to your time. One more tip regarding time. It's helpful to set an alarm on your phone to remind you to meditate. And it's also helpful to set a timer to let you know when you've completed your meditation. All right, let's talk about boundaries. One of the most challenging yet important things you can do around a meditation practice is set boundaries, especially when we have kids. If it works for you, it's probably easier to practice before the kids wake up or after they go to bed. That being said, it's 100% possible to practice when they are awake. It's about kindly teaching them that you need time to yourself. You know that they are safe and that, as Daniel Tiger's mom sings, grown-ups come back. Here are some options for setting boundaries around your meditation practice with your kids. Get your partner on board to help redirect the kids before they come into the room. Put a post-it above the door handle and teach them that when the post-it is there, mommy is busy and will be out soon. Lock the door if you have a lock and if it's safe for your kids. Use the first few minutes of your kid's screen time to meditate. Show the kids what you are doing when you meditate. Invite your kids to meditate if they want to. Let them know that you won't be talking. If they feel like talking or playing, they can quietly leave the room. Meditate on your lunch break in your car. Use a visual timer so your kids know how long you will be gone. You can find those on Amazon. Role play mom's meditation time. This one could be fun. Tell your kids that you want to start meditating. Then describe to them what that is and show them where you will be and what they can do while you are busy. Then pretend to meditate like it's a game. Tell them you're going to go into the room to meditate. Keep it short. And when your kids don't interrupt you, celebrate by doing a happy dance, giving them high fives or some other fun, silly mom thing. Then practice again, adding another minute or two until everyone seems to understand what will happen and what they can do when mom says it's time for her to meditate. If the kids come in and interrupt you, tell them you were hoping for some uninterrupted time and that you will begin the timer again. 
And finally, if you do get pulled away and are not able to come back, decide to make your practice about the fact that you even sat down or attempted to meditate in the first place. This is all we can do sometimes, and we can bring ourselves some compassion and understanding rather than letting it become another reason to be hard on ourselves or frustrated with our kids. Okay, you've decided on your place, your position, how long it will meditate, but what will you do when you finally sit? I'll offer two options here. Use a guided meditation or sit and bring your focus to your breath. Both of these are beneficial and they work better for different people or during different times of our lives. Sometimes a guided meditation is helpful when your mind is extra busy or you're in an emotionally intense time of life. This way you can relax a bit more and gently be guided through your practice. There are many ways to access guided meditations through apps, through YouTube, and even some I've created and linked here below in the show notes. With breath awareness, you sit and pick a place to observe while you breathe. You might observe your abdomen stretching and releasing, or you might observe the air passing on the tip of your nose. Or maybe you bring your focus to following each breath cycle, becoming very aware of the inhale, the place between the inhale and the exhale, the exhale itself, and then the place between the exhale and the inhale. Then repeating. When I do breath awareness meditation, I usually follow my breath cycle or the rise and fall of my abdomen. Any option that you are drawn to is the right one for you. In the beginning, pick one and stick to it until you're drawn to another. Okay, beginning anything comes with challenges, so I'll address a few of the most common challenges that come up for beginning meditators. Sometimes people say they have lots of thoughts, and what I say to this is excellent. You were in the moment and present enough to see the thoughts. Usually we're walking around and we don't even notice. If you have lots of thoughts, it's okay. That means it's working. Seeing a flurry of thoughts is common in the early stages of meditation. Some liken it to a mountain waterfall. Eventually, with more mindfulness practice, the waterfall of thoughts gives way to a roaring river and then eventually a stream. But there will always be waterfall days. The goal here is not to control the thoughts or stop them. That would be like asking our ears not to hear. The goal here is to practice noticing the thoughts and bringing your focus back to your breath or the guidance of your teacher as many times as you need to. Some people think that a flood of thoughts is a signal that they aren't good at meditating. This is a common misconception. The purpose is to become awake to the thoughts being there not silencing them. A calmer mind is often a result of continued practice, but it isn't why we practice. When we practice, we are practicing being purposeful with our focus. We are building our muscles for focus and kindness. We become aware when we get lost in thought and we gently invite ourselves back to the intended focus. We don't need to judge ourselves. Okay, falling asleep is really common too, especially for us tired mamas. So you can choose a sitting position to help with wakefulness if you're feeling tired. You can also cultivate a sense of wakefulness or energy on your inhale, possibly even pairing the mental word awake as you inhale. Okay, back to something I said before. You can think flexibly about your formal practice. Hopefully by now you've gotten a few gems for how you can make a regular meditation practice work for you in your busy, stressful life. 
Oh, and speaking of stress, I know I mentioned that you might consider picking up a formal meditation practice because it's something just for you. And that is the most important reason for moms from my perspective. However, it's not the only benefit of meditation, and we are all different in what motivates us. So I want to share a few more research-backed benefits just in case it's helpful for you. A regular meditation practice has been shown to reduce stress, help with managing anxiety and depression, improve our self-image, help us create a more positive outlook on life, reduce inflammation in the body, increase self-awareness, decrease a sense of loneliness, reduce chronic pain, increase relaxation, improve health even at the cellular level, lower blood pressure, strengthen our immune systems, improve memory, regulate moods, manage addictions, improve sleep, and so many more. Okay, so the S in the SHINE acronym stands for SIT. Sitting represents a formal mindfulness practice, something you do nearly every day as part of your routine, like showering or brushing your teeth. The formal mindfulness practice I went into more detail on here is meditation, and we discussed ways to think flexibly about your formal practice. Now I'd like to share about the offerings that you have access to for this week to support your ability to cultivate a formal meditation practice. The pearl, usually the pearl or the practice in real life, is something that is done as you move through your day and a separate offering from the meditation. However, since this whole week is focused on cultivating a formal practice, the two are combined. So the pearl for this week is to meditate for one minute each or most days of the week. As you begin your practice, you can remind yourself that this is a minute just for you. You can purposely think the thought, this minute is just for me. After you finish, you can find some way to thank yourself for taking that minute. There are three different one-minute meditations offered in the Mama Simpatico Meditations private podcast feed linked below. It's free, and you can play it on your favorite podcast player. You can try out the meditations and see how they work for you or find another guided meditation, or just focus on your breath for one minute. Printables, if you are part of the village, you can print a meditation plan to help you think through these elements of meditation. And like always, you can print out extended show notes for this podcast if you want to go back and read them. So I hope that after listening to this episode, that the idea of a formal mindfulness or meditation practice feels doable. Remember, you can think flexibly about your formal practice. But if meditation isn't in the cards for you at this moment, just hang with me. We'll get to something that resonates soundly with you as we continue to study SHINE, S-H-I-N-E, the elements of living mindfully as a mom and using mindfulness to manage mom life. Next week, we will move on to the H in SHINE, and we will discuss all things habits changing unwanted habits, adopting more helpful habits, and how habits work in the first place. I'd love to hear about your experiences with meditation. Please reach out and let me know in the village, or you can DM me on Instagram at Mama Simpatico. Thank you for sharing your time and practice with me. May this information benefit you and your loved ones and moms all over the world.